This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. 2022, we're back, baby. Welcome back, bitches. It is so good to be back. I am so excited. Like, I'm, I feel refreshed. I feel revived. I'm ready for the new year. Although I'm still technically not starting my January until January 15th. Yeah. I was going to say on that later. <laughs> I was going to say, I actually don't really feel refreshed. <laughs> no, I do. I do. But I just got back from New York. So maybe that's why. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad I'm back too. Dude, how was in NYC, baby? So we actually were in New Jersey for like two and a half weeks. Only went to New York City once. It was amazing for a couple different reasons. One, it was like the first time that I just felt like I actually got to rest and do nothing and just soaked up every second of it too, which is like kind of sucked, but was also somewhat of a blessing. Not a blessing, but everyone had COVID in New York. Literally. Everyone had COVID everywhere, I feel like. Everyone had COVID. So like all of our plans kept getting canceled. Like, But in a way it was kind of nice because there was like no pressure to do anyone mm-hmm. or see anyone. To do anyone. <laughs> to meet up with anyone, to do anything, to see anyone, uh, which was so freaking lovely. Like, I just love doing nothing. I feel like if you have the opportunity to have that break in between, like Christmas and New Year's, and like you don't know what day of the week it is, you're just like yeah. living in sweatpants all the time. That was my holiday experience, and I loved every moment of it. Mm. How was yours? It was good. We went to um, Cabo. Yeah, it looks so fun. Um, So I like went to Denver very briefly for like one day, had Christmas Eve. Then we went to Cabo, flew to Cabo on Christmas Day. And honestly, it was like, I actually really love taking a vacation during that time because it's just like, there's no, most people our industry kind of shuts down totally. And there's just no pressure to like be on your email. And like, honestly, I felt super inspired and created a bunch of content, which was great. But I would just like make some TikToks in the morning, lay by the pool, have a few pina coladas, then shoot some photos in the afternoon and like hang out and then go went to dinner with my family. Like it was just really, really nice. Um, And yeah, it was like the place we were at was not a vibe though. So we stayed at the hard rock Los Cabos because as I said on our previous podcast, everything was just so expensive this time of year. And it was definitely like such a weird vibe. Like I wish you could have seen, they had this nightclub there. Okay. It was like teenagers. Like, yeah. Walking. (laughs) No, it was like teenagers and then like dads. Okay. Yeah. And like walking to this nightclub honestly felt like a scene out of like parks and rec or something like me and my older sister. So I'm 28. She's 29 go into this nightclub because we're like drunk. We're like, let's go, whatever. It was so lame. There was like, it felt like a middle school dance. Like it was so weird, but we were like drunk. So we were fine. I ended up like making out with this guy. Turns out he was 19. <laughs> I cannot. He told me, he's like, I'm 19. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Anyway. That is so good. So we kept seeing him throughout the whole, because obviously I was like, my parents were very like chill. Yeah. They knew what happened. And then like we would keep seeing him around the resort and we would just start laughing. This poor <laughs> kid with his family. Oh, so awkward. It like it was like a fucking reality, not reality show, like a 
sitcom. That's so um, good though. And yeah, it, it was, it was good. Uh, and I feel good to be back. Um, I feel like I, I, I was like trying to work on Monday cause Monday's kind of like the day everyone was coming back and I had zero motivation. Mm. Zero. Girl, I saw your emails coming through. I feel like you were, you were hustling a little bit. I sent two emails. That, that was more than I sent. <laughs> I was like, okay, Ray, working real hard today. I tried. You no, did no, a good job. I was proud of you. I tried. I really tried. I sent two emails. It was so hard. I logged onto my email on Monday and I was like, surprise. I don't know why I was like shocked to receive emails. I was like, the audacity of people. How dare anyone working right now? <laughs> um, oh gosh. Okay. Um, what are you obsessed with this week, Christina? Okay. So I am kind of obsessed with the show. Never have I ever. I don't know. I haven't even heard of that. It is so good. It is so good. It's by Minnie Kaling. So I started watching it after I watched Sex Lives of College Girls because so many people are like, if you love that show, you need to watch Never Have I Ever. It's a high school teen drama. It's about this Indian girl who lives in Sherman Oaks. Yes. Have you seen it? And her dad passes away. Yes. Uh, Do you like it? I I need to, honestly, I think I've seen like a few episodes. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And it just gets better and better and better. And I binged it. um, Well, I started binging it here. And then I binged it with my mom over break as well too, which is like one of my favorite things to do. My mom like, well, she's so ridiculous. I was like, mom, should we sit down and watch TV? She's like, during the day. And I was like, yeah, she was like, absolutely not. Your mom has to be a generator or something. I know she is. I, we checked. Oh, I yeah. was like, she is next level. Yeah, she is. Um, but that woman will binge a whole series at night. And she's like, I can't sleep anyway. So I might as well just watch TV until oh. three in the morning. But we binge watched that together. And it was so fun. Wait, which one did you like better? Sex Life of College Girls or this one? Uh, I mean, they're totally different. Okay. I guess I liked sex lives mm-hmm. better it was just like a little bit more adult you know wait oh my god i didn't so i was at this new year's eve party mm-hmm. and i was like this guy looks so familiar who i was like do i know him where is he from he was the soccer coach in freaking sex life with college girls oh my gosh okay i know who you're talking about but you i know it's so messed up the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> Dude, he reminds me of this guy in college that I used to make out with. I used to have like such a crush on (laughs) until one day, one of my friends, I I think he like played me out or something like that. And I was like, so upset. My friend was like, why are you so, why are you even into him? His shoulders are so narrow. (laughs) And I was like, what they are. And then since then, all I ever saw were his narrow freaking shoulders. And they really were, they really were like, literally like half the size of mine. And anyway, sorry, but this is so mean, but that's what I think of whenever I look at that guy. Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was a nice guy. Um, no, I'm sure he's lovely. Don't, I was like, how do I- Don't tell him I said that about his shoulders. I was like, dude, how do I know you? I don't actually know you, but whatever. Um, also very funny that you probably married the man with the broadest shoulders <laughs> I've know. ever seen. I, I think that really stuck with you in your it subconscious. Really did. It really, really did. <laughs> Oh. And that's like my favorite part of Steve's body too are his shoulders. Them shoulders. I love them. Um, I also have one more obsessed, but do you want to do yours first and I'll do my product? Yes. Okay. okay I'm going. So my, um, okay. So basically, I don't know if you guys follow Benjamin Daly. Mm-hmm. He's like an online dating guy. He's like a book and like shares dating tips. Like he may have popped up on your TikTok or Instagram. He's like this British guy named Ben. He DM'd me the other day. 
and was like, hey, Rayanne, I'm doing, sorry, I've got to, hold on. I'm doing a roundup of like good images to include on your dating profile. And I found your like Instagram and you have so many great images. Can I include it in the roundup? Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm psychotic. Number one, I literally think he's just using that as an excuse to hit on me. Okay. I don't know if anyone else would Wait, think why that way. Why is he making you a dating profile? No, no, no. He is doing like a roundup of like fo- good examples of photos. Oh, I see, I see, I see. That you, like types of photos you should include in your dating profile. Got it, got it, got it. So I'm like, wow, this guy's so great. <laughs> trying to like hit on me. What a different approach. <laughs> what a different approach. Anyway, messages him back and I'm like, wow, thank you so much. I'm like so flattered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, of course, use whatever photos you want. Um, I'm kind of shocked though because I haven't had the best luck. And he asked me... <laughs> And he asked me, he was like, okay, what do you think is the biggest challenge you've had with online dating? Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I honestly, this was my, my brain. I was like, A, nobody likes me. B, I don't like anybody. C, my ego. D, I was like, I was like, I, I don't, I was just like freaking like, he probably had the three bubbles typing for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't even know how to answer this. So I've been asking people like, what they think is their biggest struggle with online dating. Cause I was like, I don't even think I can articulate it into an Instagram DM. Right. Because I do feel like there's so many layers to it. So I, that has been on my mind this week of trying to figure out what do I think is my biggest struggle? And I think, I think for me, a lot of times I'm, I get caught up on like, not the rules necessarily, but trying to be like, okay, I want him to pursue me. So I'm not going to text him, but just like, and then I kind of lose myself a little bit. I don't know. But then I'm like, mm, I don't know. Do I really feel like that? And then my brain is seriously like a ping pong. No, not ping pong. Pinball machine. It's like. Bling, bling, bling. And then I'm like, or is it that I do think dating in L.A. is more difficult and or my ego. I go for a very kind of specific type of guy. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I'm probably cutting myself off from a lot of people. I don't know. So that's just what's stirring in my brain. Do you think that those just have to do with like dating in LA or just like dating in general more so than like specific to online dating? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I put myself out there. Like, I feel like you're really good at online dating. Like maybe you haven't like met someone yet, but you go on a lot of dates. But it's interesting. Like Missy, my neighbor, like it's just so interesting. Like her hinge, Mm -hmm. the amount of matches she gets and likes she gets she gets like 30 likes a day i'm like missy i didn't get 30 likes last year really no i'm dying to see her profile now that's so interesting that's why i'm like when i'm literally the first thing that came to mind when he asked me that i was like nobody likes me but then i'm like i don't really think that because i also think everyone's in love with me yeah so it's a very (laughs) weird dynamic that goes on in my brain and i'm trying to figure it out gosh i remember those days and actually sometimes i still think like that even though i'm married right now like I'll walk in and someone's talking to me. I'm like, they're in love with me. <laughs> Don't, yes. Okay. Seriously. Yes. Definitely. Like, I, I feel like mo- a lot of us think that way. Mm-hmm. Like we walk into situations and like, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked when it turns out not to be true. <laughs> we'll see. Since I'm married, I'm just in my head. It's still true. They just can't have me. See, like I left my number for a waiter mm-hmm. um, at this restaurant, which he was the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I kid you not. 
I feel like you say that all the time. I, um, I you just literally say that about every single person. I just keep me guess the bar keeps getting raised. <laughs> okay, if you go to Belle's Beach House. Oh my gosh, no wonder you want to go back there. Ask for the waiter, Jean. 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 Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Anyway, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous, darling. So you left the your number for yeah, him? Yeah, I never heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, honestly, that is probably just because he accidentally lost it. I literally no gave him. Reasoning. I gave him a hug and said, "Text me," <laughs> and put it in his hand. You gave him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it just keeps taking me back to that clip of that girl giving the waiter a hug on her birthday by accident. Oh yeah, that is funny. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So that was my what I've been obsessed with. Okay. Well, over. brainstorm on that a little bit. And if you are dating and yeah. using the dating apps or whatever, we're going to post a poll. Yeah. Let us a know question. what what you struggle the most with. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, what's like a tangible thing that you're obsessing over? Well, I have a product I'm obsessing over. So one of my goals right now is to start reading more. <laughs> it was like for last year as well, too. And I literally read one book, Big Friendship. The entire yes. year because we had our book club and that's it. Um, but part of my Christmas gift from Steve was a Kindle. Ooh. And I'm obsessed with the Kindle. Oh my gosh. Okay. So why do you think, what about the Kindles making you read more than a book? Well, first of all, it's so small and easy to bring around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is just like the easiest part about it. Yeah. Two, I just love the fact that you can like bookmark things that you can highlight parts of like a, like an expert that you love and reference later on. I love that there was a dictionary right there, thesaurus right there. It's just cool and savvy. And I like that I could just have everything in one place. Yeah. And also I just like devices. A new device. Like oh, a, a fresh I, new device. I love new devices. Oh, so fresh out of the I box. I think it's all of it. Do you okay. know what I mean? But I just think it's such a great investment to have, especially if you want to read more. Yes. I'm very, very excited about it. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. What's your first book you're going to read? Um, I'm sorry, reading Untamed. Oh. <gasps> I'm like 75% of the way done. Dude. Okay. We need to talk about this later. I know. I mean, you know I kept, how I feel about I that know, book. I kept thinking about you as I, as I was reading it. It's so good. It is really good. It's At first so I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, but I think it keeps getting better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And she just jumps around so much. So I was like, okay, where are we going here? What's like the, what am I learning? Do you know what I mean? And mm. as it kept going, I was like, wait, I love every part of this. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah. So that's my first one. Um, and then you'll have to give me some Rex. Yeah, I'll give you Rex. Um, okay, for me, I, as you know, last year I started cooking a little bit more. Um, but again, we're keeping the trajectory for 2022. And I made these meatballs the other night. They, chicken Romano meatballs. Ooh, they were so good and pretty easy to make. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to link, we'll, we'll put the recipe in um, the show notes because I just need everyone to, this recipe. It is going to become on. It's on the rotation. Okay, good. I'm excited. I want to try. I'll make them too. Yeah, you should. Oh my gosh, they're good. And I just made them with like grilled asparagus. You could be like, I mean, you could do like over pasta or whatever, but I just did it with asparagus because they were just great on their own. Um, I love meatballs. I like, what is it about a meatball? I don't know. I just think they're so easy to consume. Do you know they're what I mean? They're just could take them on the go they're just a great meal delicious they have like so much in one you know they're just delicious yeah they're delicious they're great for you can leftovers they taste good really really good leftovers oh we love a meatball (laughs) (laughs) um okay the last thing i need to discuss with you which i should have done in our recap 
Should I go on this dating show? I need to hear more details. It is called Versus One. Mm-hmm. And it's on YouTube. And no. people are obsessed with it. Okay. Obsessed with it. Like one of them has like 10, no, seven, seven to 10 million views, whatever. Okay. Is it just one episode? It's just one episode. Yes. Okay. So it's basically like there's like one, it could be a guy or a girl who's like the main lead. Okay. And then they have five prospects. Okay. And there's like a, um, like a sheet and they show just your shoes first. And the guy goes down. No, okay, I'm just gonna show it to you because yeah, I need to see it. It actually is cool because okay. you know I've tried. I've been approached for some dating shows that are lame. Yeah, I'm not. But this one, I, I I'm I'm setting up a Zoom call tomorrow. Okay. So you just see it's based on their outfits. Mm-hmm. A guy judges people based on their outfits, and this one girl. One of them I watched was so funny because Hannah sent it to me. She's so much like me, like the weirder the guy's outfit. She was like, oh, fucking love it. Yes. You know, like he's got rings and all this stuff. But so basically they raised the piece of paper. So just five shoes are showing. Okay. And he judges the girls based on their shoe choice and can ask them like questions. Okay. Then he eliminates one. Okay. And then he, they raises it to see like their pants. Okay. And he judges the style. Okay, this blah, is blah, fun. Blah. And then he eliminates one. And there's down to three and you go all the way up to like, he never sees your face until he picks you at the end. And I don't know. It just was like really cute, but it's just like one episode, like a YouTube video essentially. Okay. And I just feel like I'm getting good vibes. <laughs> so then fucking do it. I think I'm going to do it. Do it. Like, it's not like a dating show, like the freaking bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of do like that better for you though. Like, oh yeah. Being, I like, I still feel like you should be the bachelorette. So that's my only thing too. is that if you were to do something like this or they like, oh, she's just, Trying to do every show. Do you know what I mean? Because I do feel like we could still make you the bachelorette. I kind of still feel like I could be the bachelorette yeah. too. So that's my only thing. But you should definitely do the Zoom interview. 100%. Yeah, I'm doing the Zoom inter- interview, yeah. Wait, the only thing with that. So it's obviously about outfits, right? But is it kind of like... This is... I think our minds are to the same place. What? Like they're judging you based specifically on your body. Yeah, which I kind of don't love. I, I thought that too, but it really doesn't give that vibe. But just think about it as a person. Like you are obviously judging people's outfits and that is what you're attracted to, but you're definitely noticing their bodies too. Mm-hmm. Like if every single one of those people is wearing the exact same outfit, mm-hmm. you'd be choosing someone with because of their body. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to send, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. One but of I think videos. you should, I am a, the only reason I would say no is because of the bachelorette. The bachelorette. <laughs> and your future as the lead. That's that that's my I only know. hesitation. Otherwise, in general, we're I'm just, like a yes person. You know what I mean? I know. I'm just we're getting old. No, we're not. You were saying I'm getting old for the bachelorette. Yes, but I just told you that this season they have people that are in their 30s on there. I yeah. feel like that is But do you think after Matt they're the gonna right do a, a completely new lead? I don't Maybe. know. Also, I worry about my wonky eye on TV. Oh, I just can't. It's my wonky. My right eye is gonna be freaking turning to the right. My left one's doing its own thing. Oh my gosh. Anywho, wait. Okay, I, I have another update too. Oh, tell me. Wait. So when we were back in New York or New Jersey, we looked at four homes. Uh-huh. Isn't that so exciting? What What were the vibes? What we What do you think? We looked at one in this town called Rumson, which is like this gorgeous beach town. I loved it. Like if you saw some of the homes there, if they were like out of Great Gatsby, not the ones we were looking at, but our neighbors. <laughs> um, so we would go to their pool parties, obviously. Over the summer. Obviously. Then we looked at one in New Hope, New Jersey, which would have been like a rental, which was so cute. It's like the most charming town. 
next time you come to New York, we have to go there for like okay. a day or two. Um, then we looked in Hoboken too, which I love. Hoboken. And I do see a potential Hoboken for me, New York City for you, future for us. I'm just saying that. You're thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I okay. can't stop getting this. I can't get this brownstone out of my head. Mm, okay. So it's I've, simmering. You would, I mean, you wouldn't like put in an offer, would you? No, we are going to put in an offer. What? We're going to put in an offer, but they won't accept our offer because we're putting in an offer that we feel comfortable with, which is probably like way too low for them. But you know what my dad told me once? He told me my dad knows this guy that he used to do business with. Sorry, this is like going off on a tangent. But at one point he put an offer of a million dollars on 500 homes in the Hamptons. Lowballed every single one of them. Some of these homes are like $10 million homes. Some of them were $5 million homes. Just put an offer on all of them and three bit and took that super low bulk deal. Jeez. Yeah. Like if people just need to sell, they need to sell. They need to sell. So, anyways, so you never know. You just you never know. know. You That's never what I'm know. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe they'll accept our super low bulk offer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, keep us all updated. Um, but I think that brings us into our resolutions for this year, don't you? Yeah. So I guess how, let's start. How do you feel? Like, did you make resolutions? How do you feel about resolutions or like goal setting or, or like kind of like, there's just so much talk about it for, for I, the new year. I had, did not make any resolutions <clears throat> and I don't feel bad about it at all. I actually, the more I think about it, I kind of like hate the notion of resolutions. I feel like it almost like sets you up for failure. And it's kind of like the thing, like say you want to like start eating right and like working out. Everyone's like, let me wait till Monday. I'm going to wait till February 1st and start. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, good habits can start immediately. Mm -hmm. You can make changes in your life at any single point. And I do kind of feel like resolutions, if you don't start off the right way at the beginning of the year, it kind of makes you feel poor and like sad and bad about the rest of your year. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I already messed up January. I failed. Yeah. So for me, I just feel like I'm always goal setting. I'm always like manifesting. I'm always like reaching and hustling for something. And that is like how I like to look at goals and resolutions. So how do you feel? I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it's a good time to kind of reflect back and look at your past year and be like, okay, wow, I have accomplished a lot. Right. And I think it is good to get clear on like, okay, what are some things you want to do this year? But I don't think it needs to be this big thing. And like, sometimes people make me laugh with these like vision. I, I always make a vision board, but like when they're like vision boards work, vision boards work. And they put like a Bottega bag on there and then they buy a Bottega bag. <laughs> like, honey, you just wanted a Bottega bag and you bought a Bottega bag. Right. Totally. Like that's not like magic. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like you put your engagement ring on there and you've been with your boyfriend for eight years. Like, Oh, surprise. Yeah. I just don't really get for me. Call me negative. No, I'm actually not negative. Mm -hmm. Call me cynical. I don't know, but I'm just kind of like chill on the vision boards guys. Like it's fun to make one and look back. And like, I do think like, okay, I put a Parisian apartment on my vision board last year and now look what I'm living in. It's like, oh wait, that's kind of cool. But I just think it's like, cause you're clear on what your intentions are about. It's not because you taped a photo to a poster board. Right. Totally. So I, for me, yeah, I just am like kind of feel like I had such a great trajectory last year. We're just staying on that trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did, there are some things that I want to do this year, which we're going to like sh each share a couple of those that I'm, that are like, I guess not even goals, but like just things I want to do this year. Like the first one is a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you and I trained, I can't believe it was 2020. 
That's insane. Yeah, that's two years ago. So crazy. Um, and we got up to, if you're new here, Christine and I led a group of 30 of you all from the Confident Collective uh, community to run our first half marathon. And we got up to like the last run we did was 10 miles. Yeah. And it, what was, it was like a week or two before the race, right? It was like, I think it was like three weeks before. Okay. In my mind, it was a week before. I don't know no, why no, I keep no. saying It that. was like a little bit further away. Um. Anyway, the race was canceled because this is right when COVID was popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, And... I was just like, I I don't enjoy running, but I did enjoy the training process. And it's just something that I want to prove to myself that I can do. I have been told like by myself and society, like, oh, for so long, what fitness look like, looks like what a runner looks like. And I'm like, you know what? I want to fucking run 13.1 miles with my fucking size 12 ass and kill it and just prove to myself that I can do it. I like doing things that I think I can't do because I think it trickles into other areas of your life. And so I signed up for one March 27th. I've got 12 weeks of training. I'm so excited for you. I wish I was doing it with you. I know. I wish you were too. Are you sure you don't want to sign up? I don't know. I keep thinking about it. But honestly, like one of my goals for the year is just to like really get into a much better place with like my body and health and fitness. And I feel like for me, that is committing daily to movement. Yeah. And sometimes you got to start smaller. A hundred percent. And I think yeah. that's okay too. So I, I think, support that. Yeah. I think this past year was just like, I took a step back on my fitness. Honestly, I just took a step back in like my personal life in general because of work in Nicholas. Yeah. Um. So I'm just excited to make that time for me this year, like every single day and make that a choice. Yeah. So, but I'm so excited for you. I feel like I need to come down and watch it. I know. Come down to San Diego. Yeah. That'll be so, so good. I'm excited. And Um, honestly, the training for the half marathon was amazing. And like, so when I remember like running those 10 miles and just feeling so incredibly liberated, like I cannot wait for you. Yeah. I'm going to be epic. Thanks. And maybe one day we'll do it together and lead a group again. That is like, honestly, oh my God, I meant to send you this. Um, someone from our running group sent a message about how that experience changed her life. Oh, I love that. And it honestly made me cry because it changed my life. Yes. When totally. people like that was a highlight of my, probably the highlight of my career. Agreed. Same. So I'm like, we need to do, we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Do I want to run a marathon all the time? Not really. No. So maybe we need to brainstorm some other ways too, <laughs> but uh, I, I just think it was such a powerful experience to push your body and your mind. And clearly it had an effect and on that's us. And that's it. Pushing your mind. I feel like yeah, you're almost pushing your mind more than your body, honestly. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Um, okay. What's, what's another intention or something you want to do this year? Okay. I am determined to get to Europe and specifically Greece with my family and I am so excited for it. Greece is my happy place. Like being on this island that my family is from, it's just like my favorite place in the entire world. I wanted to go so badly last summer, but like we didn't end up going. Um, And I'm so hopeful that we'll go. I mean, we're going to go this summer. Um, So I'm very, very excited about it. I just need to start planning it. But so this island that my family's from in Greece is called Limnos. And my mom is from this village, Plakti. And it's so beautiful. I love when you speak Greek. All my, <laughs> all I said were the town names. Limnos. And Plati. Plati. 
<laughs> but my parent, my mom like literally grew up in this tiny little village in this tiny little house. That I just like love going back to it's literally above the beach. Like you just walk down the hill and you're at this gorgeous sandy beach with like cliffs on both sides and the way the sun sets over one of them. You have like all these little beach bars where you can get yidos, you get frappes, like it, music is bumping all day. And Wait, just, is it a very touristy place or no? No, it's no. Mo- the tourists that are there are like Greek tourists or like American tourists that have family from there. Okay. It's not like a big, it's not like a Mykonos or Santorini, which is like what I love so much about it. Yes. And then um, Medina is like the capital there, which is like right next to my mom's village. And there's like this huge castle, like this fortress. Oh, fortress. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, you have to go. I have to go. So anyways, on top of that, so many of my cousins there, all my second cousins live out there and they all had babies. And I'm just so excited to be with my cousins who I like grew up spending summers with, oh. who are like my family overseas and like us having kids together. Yeah. There. Like it'll be so special. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, keep us posted on all, your plans. Although. What? After flying back from um, New Jersey, I'm like, holy crap, Nicholas on a almost 24 hour. Dude, he was freaking having a dance party on the flight. I mean, I don't, we're going to have to drug him. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Just kidding, guys. He'll sleep. He'll, he'll sleep, maybe. That kid has some serious energy. Yeah, um, but I'm so excited about that. And I know that you're going to go to Europe too. So let's yeah. hear it. So that's one of my things that I want to do this year. What, so I've always really felt like I want to go solo travel to Europe for like six to eight weeks. And I'm like, um, okay, Ran, my waiting. Let's yeah. go. So I'm going June and July. Um, start, I've started planning. I'm working with this girl, Katie, to help me plan. And um, I'm just, I'm focusing on France, Italy, and Greece um, are the main places. And maybe we'll do some other stuff, but um, I'm just so excited. I think it's going to be hard and inspiring and fun and all of the things. So I'm doing amazing. I'm so excited for you. And by the way, I just love what a planner you are because we are so opposite in that sense. Like, no, I probably, I know I'm going to Grace this summer. I wouldn't be surprised if I like book it like a couple weeks before. I know you, that's why I keep saying like, I'm like, Christine, you got to tell me your plans. You got to tell me your plans. And I'm like, I'm just giving up because you're going to book it and be like, Oh, Rand, we'll be in Greece next week. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll meet you there. And I hate (laughs) that I'm like this. I know exactly why I'm like this because this is how I was raised and this is how my family always did vacations like we never like there's families that like plan their vacations a year in advance or months in advance my family was always like a couple weeks in in advance damn see I just want to like kind of have a rough idea so that some people like so I can be like my plan is I'm going to share my calendar with my friends Mm -hmm. and be like here's where I'm going to be so people can come visit me for that time and so they they can plan and whatever and then obviously I can be flexible if I need to but having just like a rough outline of like okay these two weeks I'm going to be here these two weeks I'm going to be here I think that's a really good idea especially since you're traveling solo that way people can come meet you yes (laughs) so ah, and I like actually hung out with this French dude the other day Mm -hmm. and he was like oh my god I was telling him I'm going to Paris and I'm like, can you teach me French? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my God, they're going to absolutely love you. Wait, <laughs> I cannot he's Australian. Accent. I cannot do a French accent. I cannot. Oh my gosh. That was so bad. Anyway, so I'm excited. No, but French men are like that. 
when I went to Europe with my family and when we were in Paris, I'm not even kidding you. Like I was getting hit on left or right. A guy hit my brother with a bicycle. (laughs) I'm serious. Because he was trying to hit on you. He ran into Alexander. I've never felt it was. I was only like 16 years old. (laughs) It was like my confidence. I would like set the bar that trip for me. Oh, my God. So you are going to eat them up. They're like, they're just going to tell you're American and just like love you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. Bonjour. Bonjour. So. (laughs) Ooh, so exciting. Um, and then my last kind of, uh, thing intention I have is I feel like I don't take advantage enough of living in California. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to explore one new like part of California once a month, whether that's doing just like a night away or two nights away or whatever. So the first place I'm going is Palm Springs. I've never been to Palm Springs. What? I know. So I'm going to Palm Springs. I'm so confused. I, this, I'm telling you, like, I don't take advantage of being like, there's so many places I haven't been. Yeah. So I'm going to Palm Springs for my January one. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to do once a month, explore a new area. So I'm kind of have a theme of travel yeah, this year. That. And I love that too. I was telling Steve, cause like we keep talking about like, if we're going to move back East, I was like, we need to explore more of California if we're going to leave. Yep. Um, okay. My other thing for me is trusting my instincts and becoming more decisive. Mm. I'm so freaking indecisive and it's not that I'm indecisive it's just (laughs) like it's it's not it's not in my head like I know what I want a lot of the times but I'm scared to say it for some reason either Uh like and I feel like a lot of it is like not wanting to like let someone down okay do you know what I I mean yeah like is there I guess I guess I am indecisive I no I am I am I am I am am. (laughs) you're arguing right I am you're being indecisive fucking, about being indecisive. Exactly. I am indecisive. But I do think that a lot of times when I am indecisive, I know what the answer should be. Mm-hmm. And I know it in my gut. I just sometimes don't trust my gut or I delay it. Yeah. Like Steve wants to kill me sometimes the way I flip flop back and forth, back and forth on things. Like what's an example of something? Gosh, I'm, now I'm not going to be able to think of one. If he were here, he can probably think of a Steve will be like, let me tell you, Ray. Let me pull out my scroll of oh. things. Like, yes, something just happened yesterday. He was like, do you hear how many times you've gone back and forth? Change your mind. Went to this, went to that. I was like, I know, I know. I can't <laughs> Oh, it help. sounds exhausting. It does. But normally what I am happiest with is like the, my first answer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like I'm going to try and be better on trusting my gut and being more decisive. That's a big thing for me. I'm trying to remember in our human design episode with Erin, did she tell you that you need to like sit on decisions or make them in the moment? Make them in the moment. Okay. So there's your answer. Yeah. The the the, the first decision that comes mm-hmm. to mind, it's like, oh, should we move to New York? Boom. <laughs> that's, like a, that's a big thing. <laughs> that, no, that's a big thing. Should we? I don't know. Whatever. But for instance, like a lot of times we're like, like I have a friend, I have some friends who like are trying to make plans for a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, I want to do this, but can I do this or should I not do it? Or like, is it a good idea? Like, do you know what I mean? I go back and forth on plans a lot. Okay. And sometimes I feel like I say yes to appease people, but I really don't want to do it in the moment. Okay. I get that. Um, and I, this is like happening a lot with work events too. Um, and I actually, I forget who I heard say this, but someone was like, if you don't want to do those plans right now, I think it was tanks. Maybe it was then say no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's smart. That is smart. So anyways, I'm trying to become better with that. Okay. I love that. 
Clearly, I need a lot of work on it. <laughs> this is just the beginning. You're like, so I'm indecisive. Well, no, actually, you know what? I want to say I'm indecisive. Okay, yeah. I'm indecisive. <laughs> yeah. The guy is just a little insight into my mind. Insight into Christina's brain. But anyways, um, those are awesome. some things I'm working on. Um, should we get, get into our Ask Away with Ray and Kay? Yes, let's do it. And as always, if you have any um, questions to submit for Ask Away, send a DM to us at um, the Confident Collective Instagram. Hi, I moved to LA five years ago to pursue a career in music. Now that the time has come to consider starting a family, I thought it would be a no-brainer to return to the East Coast to be closer to my family and put my performing career on hold. But I feel like it's hard to envision starting over. On top of it all, Am I ready to put one dream aside and begin another? It seems so challenging to manage a career and children. When is the right time to pause your career and focus on family? Is there ever a good time? Thoughts? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Let me digest. I think that it's hard because I don't really think you should look at it as starting over. Because if having a family is truly something that you want, I think you're just starting a new chapter. Mm-hmm. You're not like rewriting the book, you know, you're just starting a new chapter. Um, but again, I think like as someone right now, if someone asks like, do you want kids? I'm, I'm very up in the air. I don't know if I want kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so for me reading this, I'm like, no, I wouldn't change anything about my life right now. But if you, I don't know, you just have to really get clear on like, is a non-negotiable is having children and having a family, then you're not starting anything over. You're just starting a new chapter. And that's really exciting is how I'm looking at it. How do you think about it, Christina? Okay. First of all, I totally understand how this person feels. Look, having, managing a career and children is incredibly hard, but it doesn't mean you can't do both. Mm -hmm. It does not just having a family does not mean you have to give up on your former life. Yes, you have to make changes. You have to be able to make adjustments 100%. It will get harder. There'll be some things you won't be able to do, but it does not mean you have to say goodbye to everything you've been working on. Yeah. Um, Whether you want to move to the East Coast or not, first of all, I don't know where in the East Coast you are, but like you could still do music anywhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Maybe LA has run its chapter for you, And I do understand like starting over when it comes to like friends and like building a community. But let me tell you something, like if you're having kids, you're going to have a whole new community that you're going to find with them too. Yeah. So I don't think that, I think the main thing here is to know that you don't have to abandon your old life for kids. You don't, you don't have to let it like change your life completely. It will change a lot of aspects, but I feel like there's, I feel like there's this message that like women are taught that like if they have kids, like their career ends or like they're either career women and then they're not good moms. And I don't think that you could be like a hundred percent devoted to your career and a hundred percent devoted to your kids at all times. Like there's a give and take for sure. There's Mm -hmm. some sort of balance. Like I know for me, like sometimes I feel like I'm slaying at my job. Sometimes I feel like I'm slaying being a mom, you know, and there's that give and take but you 100% can do both. Yeah. I think that's great to hear. And I think you've done a really good job at that. And you have to, I think one thing that would be good to do is, this is kind of similar what I'm learning as I'm like studying this manifestation thing, is surround yourself with people who are doing both. In real life, on social media, 
because that will just expand your mind, understand that you can have a career and you can be a mom. Like seeing people live that is really important. So like people like Christina, someone comes to mind, um, the founder of Spank, Sarah, like uh, Lauren um, from Summer Fridays, like mm-hmm. these people that are are doing both surround your feed. And, and if you can find people in real life, amazing as well to, to do that, to show you that you can have a career and have a baby. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're, and if you're not ready to leave LA, you can start a family here. Like you can always move back home. You can always move closer to family. And like, you'll know when that time is right. And if it's not right now, that's okay too. I think that you don't have to be next to your family to start one. And I think this is so cliche, but as I was like making these like huge life decisions or whatever, I, I, I always remind myself, I read this in, it was Gabby Byrne. Um, oh my gosh. I really should really cite my sources better. I, I think I'm pretty sure it was the book. The universe has your back. And it says the universe is always conspiring for like the greatest outcome of good in your life. So like, no matter what you decide, you're, you're, you're going to have a great life. If you decide to stay here or go to the East coast, like it's going to be great. So don't like really stress out over this decision as much because it's going to, it's all going to work out. 100%. And it's that's so cliche, but I really believe that. I believe that too. Yeah. All right, babies. Well, right. welcome to 2022. Thank you so much for listening to our Confident Collective episode. And we'll see you here next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 